Okay, good Saturday afternoon. I know it's uh, kind of hard to keep track of the days in this uh, very odd period of time that we are all going through. We're probably uh, about a quarter of the way through this uh, lockdown quarantine in the metropolitan New York area. Wiz, I hope you're doing well. Uh, trying to hang in as best as we can. And I know we've had a, a good time the last few days going over the uh, positions, uh, the main offensive positions today. We're going to take our shot at the uh, kicker position. How are we doing today, Wiz? Yeah, doing doing well, I guess, as, uh, as good as could be expected under these, uh, as you mentioned, odd circumstances. But, you know, doing these podcasts and, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of people uh, are enjoying listening to them as well. Uh, you know, the NFL draft at this time as we're doing this on Saturday, uh, we're less than, less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. So we're going to be kind of doing uh, several of these podcast leading up to the draft and as it gets closer we're certainly going to get more uh actually you know into some draft analysis but uh yeah today i guess we're going to uh, we're going to do start with kickers and then the next one will be on defense special teams yeah that, that and, and i think it's funny the kicker it always brings laughs to me because i have uh, a couple of partners in in, in leagues of mine that I think at least once a year during the year, they, they bring up to me that they would love to eliminate the position from, from, from the fantasy landscape. Um, I don't necessarily feel that way. I do think there's a lot of variability in it, but there is some unique analysis that does need to be done. And, and when you're digging down, looking at a kicker, um, do, do you find the kicker position as well is one of those, is the one position that's kind of the maligned position where, where people are looking to eradicate it from the face of fantasy? Yeah, I think I hear that. Uh, I hear that often, but I, I have a different take on it. I have a different viewpoint on it. I think I'm in the vast minority when it comes to, you know, the kicker position as far as fantasy goes. I think there's a skill, there's an art form to it. There's research, there's things you have to study um, about the kicker position. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 there are a lot of leagues out there who basically play where if you kick a field goal under 40 yards, it's three. If you kick a 40 to 49 yard field goal, it's four points. And if you kick a 50 plus, doesn't even matter how much more than how, you know, 60, 70, 90, it doesn't matter. It's only five points. Um, but to me, I think, I think that if you're in a league that, that has that scoring system, number one, I think your, 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 your league is prehistoric and you're scoring. Number two, um, it hasn't evolved. And number three, if you're trying to make every kicker basically the same, which under that scoring source system it basically is, then I think you should eliminate the kicker. Because if your scoring system is going to be uh, as such where no matter really which kicker you have, they're kind of going to end up with the same amount of points week in, week out. And under that three point, four point, five point system, one point for every extra point, I think that is what's going to happen. I like leagues. I know the league that I run, we try and do creative things with kickers. I think that if your field goal kicker kicks a 26 yard field goal, and my kicker kicks a 57-yard field goal, I don't think that should be two fantasy point difference. I think that's ridiculous. So I think that either you're going to – should eliminate the kicker if you want to make them all the same, just make a, put another offensive position in there, or really 
kind of like be a little creative and reward people for doing a good job, doing due diligence, doing the research, and finding the kickers that year in, year out are up there in the top of the league. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. And I know, you know, I, I, I kind of, maybe I'm a little extreme in this, but, you know, I start looking at late in the season. I, I always, I bring up weather because I do like to look at, you know, that's a very, that's one of those factors that comes into play late in the year where some of these kickers are maybe kicking under much harsher conditions. So at times of the season, I actually like to roster two kickers, not just around my bye weeks, but late in the season. So maybe I'm a little uh, extreme in that, but, but I do agree with you. There's, there's some really creative things that you can do. You know, we've talked about a little bit in, 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 in some of our, uh, analysis beforehand, but I, you know, today we're going to definitely get into the kind of the nuts and bolts. And, you know, it's an interesting position because when you really look at it, like like when I see the top five or six kickers um, in terms of performances each and every year, they're actually like, if we were to inject them into, into like a wide receiver or running back position, you know, they, they enter into this, into the equation and that they're just as valuable in terms of contributions on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, if you're, you know, most leagues are, you know, I've seen as little as leagues that have eight starters, nine starters, 10 starters, 11, even as high as 12. But I'm not quite understanding why a kicker should be less valuable than your third starting receiver or uh, your third starting running back. I mean, you know, if you're going to make all the scoring the same for kickers where they kind of can't differentiate from each other, then just eliminate the position. But if you're going to play the game right, I just don't understand why you shouldn't try and put some flair, if you will, into your scoring system when it comes to kickers and make them a valuable commodity. They're, they're, uh, they're out there. They're in a league where you're starting only probably around 10 players. They are one-tenth of your component makeup. So I think, um, I think I'm for leagues that want to do something a little creative. But what I want to get into is when you, when you look at the kicker position, you're trying to analyzing it um, for the upcoming year. Are you looking more at kickers that late in the season will be kicking in domes or a good weather? Are you looking at teams that should be winning games? Are you looking at high scoring teams? Well, what's your, What's your overall thought process when you're analyzing your kicker rankings for the upcoming season? Yeah, so I think offensive strength for a team is important. You know, no, a lot of times those teams will be more efficient on offense, so they'll they'll actually be scoring more touchdowns and field goals. But offensive power is definitely one of those things that I'm going to look at uh, very closely. Uh, ability to to make kicks from the long range, and you and I have also talked about this. There there are certain coaches around the league that are much more likely to put their kicker out no matter what, uh, especially maybe coming down to the end of a half to attempt these kind of 50 to 60-yard field goals. There, there are certain coaches that definitely look at that. So I think a combination of the opportunities. I think in some instances you do look at have to look at some teams where maybe they are not as efficient on offense. I think a couple of years ago we saw this, like with the Giants, for example, where – or a kicker like Rosas was, you know, the Giants were constantly stalling in the red zone. I think the same could be said for the Jets a couple of years ago as well when they had Brett Maher as their kicker. Their inefficiency in the red zone uh, basically allowed a lot of opportunities for field goals. So I think there is a measure between strong offenses 
offenses that are slightly inefficient, the ability to kick from the long range, and coaches who actually want to attempt those long field goals. Those are, those are definite attributes that I look for in my kickers. Yeah, I think, I think you have some rock-solid guys who check all the boxes. They're very good kickers. They can kick the ball from long distance. They're on teams that win. They're on teams that score a lot of points. And the last checkbox is the coach has confidence to send them out there. And, uh, you know, the, the guys that fit the bill for that, you know, Will Lutz and, and, and Harrison Butker. But, you know, I, the, the best field kicker in the NFL is Justin Tucker. But, but something is interesting, very interesting happened last year to Justin Tucker. I want to get your thoughts whether you think this trend will continue or not. But Justin Tucker's value was hurt by Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson talked Harbaugh into going for many fourth and short. That would have been field goals for Tucker. Uh, Harbaugh himself decided to go on fourth down. And believe it or not, he, you know, being, I don't even think there's a question that he's the best field kicker in football, but he attempted an astounding one kick from 50 and beyond last year. Yeah, I was stunned. One one yep. from Justin Tucker, you know, the best field goal kicker in the game. So how do you look at a Justin Tucker for the upcoming year where you weigh his ability, the coach and the team's confidence in him, but yet you almost get the impression that any fourth or two and three, certainly fourth and one, inside the 40-yard line, they, they're just going to go for it. How do you way that coming into this year. Do you think that continues or how do you look at that one? So it's a great point. And I, I, and I did look at that before we did this and I was actually shocked. He's a kicker. I, I love to own obviously a good friend of ours, uh, Eric Borsak. We always, uh, when, when, when you nominate that player, you always say it's for him. And uh, he, he loved that player. And, and, and we certainly do too. Um, he still managed to be the number three uh, kicker in fantasy last year because the offense was so potent. Because they, I think he attempted 59 extra points, which is really a staggering, staggering number. Um, I'm not shying away from Justin Tucker any conditions. Aside from being the best singing kicker in the league, he's the best kicking kicker in the league. And Justin Tucker's accuracy, his ability is just unparalleled. I think... I think, quite frankly, uh, it, we saw it in the playoff game. You know, the the, the Ravens did go for a couple of short for, uh, first downs on fourth down and did not make those in the playoffs. Maybe teams get a little bit wiser to them in, in, in this coming regular season. So Justin Tucker is still a kicker that I'm going to be targeting in any league that I'm in. Yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons to love Justin Tucker. His his ability is 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 you know not, he has no peers in terms of his abilities. But if if you you know pulled up any of his videos, I mean he does something so interesting during the off season. Uh, he sends like tweets out that he's going to be kicking in the park this particular day, and all the kids come out and they kick with him. And uh, I think there's a video where he's kicking like 40 yarders lefty. Uh, <laughs> some of his videos are, are just so hilarious and he does have a lot of, you know, a lot of talent, but a few other, uh, I want to mention a few other kickers, some really interesting stats. So going into the season last year, um, if you would have predicted before the season starts, 
who is going to attempt and make the most 50-yard field goals, I think even the most savvy fantasy football minds would have made many, many guesses before they landed on Joey Sly, (laughs) who attempted the most and made the most. Uh, I think there were a few games where he may have even made two or three 50-plus in in, – in in a game, I mean, so there there is there are some random kickers. Uh, do you like looking out for that too? Like a change of scenery for, scenery for a kicker, a rookie kicker that gets in there. Are you always interested in looking at those type of kickers? Maybe a guy who isn't on everyone's radar, but you think something can can, can kind of happen this the upcoming year. Yeah, I, I do. And, you know, there, there are kickers that had a lot of changes from one year to the next. You know, we mentioned a couple of them at the start of the show. Brett Maher is an interesting guy. You know, he he was sent out for a lot of 50-yard field goals when he was with the Cowboys last year. He ended up getting cut because he was missing too many kicks. He was missing extra points. The Jets signed him at the end of last year, and he's currently slated to be their kicker. So he's a, he's a, he's a long-range kicker. He's a guy I've got my eye on because – he was a high scorer a few years back, and, and, and they've brought him back in. So I think that's an interesting guy. You know, it's funny. I tried to grab Joey Sly in one of my leagues for a dollar and, and, and uh, because my partner was a Panther fan, and some sneaky guy out there, he knows who he is, stepped up and paid two for him. And that, that really hurt because Joey Sly was a valuable guy. Um, you know, Dan Bailey has had success in the past. He's with your Vikings. It's a, it's a, it's a good offense. They kick indoors uh, when they're home. So that's a player I, I, you know, he was a very talented kicker when he was with the Cowboys. He's kind of struggled a little bit, but last year he came back to form a bit. So I think that's always a good player. You know, this year, Greg Zerline will get the benefit. He's got a big leg. He gets the benefit of kicking eight games indoors with the Cowboys on a very prolific offense. So I like that. And, uh, you know, so generally speaking, and without a doubt, I owned uh, Zane Gonzalez in a couple of leagues last year, and I think that Arizona offense is taking the next step up. He had a good year as a kicker last year. Uh, that would be a kicker I'd be looking to target as well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, we, we, we talked about um, we talked about domes and, and nice weather, but, you know, anytime you think about kickers in the history of football, you always have to consider Matt Prater um, and um, some of these guys who can kick long distances um, that the coach is, is, is clearly not afraid um, to send them out there. And then, you know, anytime you also, you have a kicker in Denver that with that altitude, it seems that, it, you know, the ball's just, you know, cutting right through that, that thin air. And, uh, and, you know, so you taking that into consideration too, uh, domes, altitude where the distance can really come into play if you're in leagues that really gives points for like long kicks. Yeah, domes and good weather. So Matt Gay gets the benefit of playing in a good offense, playing in Florida. Now he's playing with Tom Brady. We know Steven Guskowski for a long time, even though they were playing in New England, you know, was always a very valuable kicker. So I think Matt Gay was a good kicker last year. I think I, I, I like warm weather kickers. I like indoor kickers. I If you can find one, I think that's always a good thing to look at. One guy at the end of last year who finished the year strong, he, he replaced a very, very good veteran uh, in, in, in Matt Bryant who just was unable to get off the ground last year. 
and uh, Young Ho Koo, who made a little bit of a splash as, as one of the first, uh, I think the first Asian kicker in, in the NFL. And he didn't do anything a couple of years ago. In fact, he struggled when he was with the Chargers. But he finished last year really strong, good offense in the Falcons, indoors, playing in that Mercedes Dome. Don't sleep on a guy like that, for example. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. <clears throat> you have to look. You have to look at situations, just like any other position. You have to look at situations. Um, one other, one of the kicker um, that you have mentioned uh, a few times uh, during this podcast. I, I just want to say this because I, I haven't like officially looked it up in as far as the in the history of the NFL, but without looking it up, I'm going to say that. This is the first time in NFL history, and the kicker in question is Brett Maher. It's the first time in NFL history that a kicker has made a 60-yard field goal and been released by the same team in the same year. That's... <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show how erratic and what can happen. I mean, he makes a 63-yarder, and he was only one for five from 40 to 49. So... I know we know a lot of Jet fans, and uh, you know I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like. There's going to be a lot of anxious moments, and uh, and he he will attempt. They will attempt with him to make some long ones, and he will make some long ones. It's the question is when he's lining up for a, a 43 yarder, and the Jets are down by one with two seconds left. How uh, how is that going to end up? But uh, yeah, I think I think the overall point is you know after going over this is there's, there's a lot of research. There's things to look at. There's things to consider. There's things to analyze. What coach is going to send their guys out there? Um, you know, again, Joey Sly, you know, attempted 11 50 uh, yard plus field goals last year, but they got a new coach in there. How, what's that going to look like? So, uh, don't you agree that studying which coaches are more conservative to like to punt in a situation or more gamblers to go for it or which is the guys that are okay with kicking fields don't you think that's an aspect to the kicker situation that i think is overlooked because people just keep think that kickers are a non-factor no yeah, no uh, absolutely in fact you know mason crosby who mike mccarthy was coaching him for a number of years now, they're in Green Bay, usually playing in cold conditions no matter what because even their opponents are, you know, like before the Vikings had an indoor stadium and obviously the Bears. But he would send Mason Crosby out there all the time. Now he's in a dome, and he's got a unbelievably strong kicker now in, in Zerline. So I can see Zerline kicking a bunch of 50-yarders this year. I'm sure he'll be at the top of a lot of people's pecking orders. So, yes, to answer, sure. to answer your question, yes. Absolutely. I, I wanted to ask you one question, too, is so the extra point changing distance, which it did, I don't know, three years ago or so. There certainly are a lot more miss extra points now than, than it was when the extra point was was as close as it, as it is. Do, do you think that's played into some of the psychology of of kickers in general? Because there was a period of time last year during the season there, there was there were kicker carousels going on on different teams. And it seemed to be almost like slightly an epidemic where kickers, it was a rash of, of extra points being missed more so than we've seen in the past. Statistically, that was not the case. It just appeared that way. 
How do you think the psychology of missing extra points plays into that, like from a confidence standpoint for kickers? Yeah, I think I think it I think it can come into play. I think I've you know we've seen kickers lose confidence. You know, I, I'll tell you, you know, it, it's never going to happen on a team that has, you know, a Will Lutz, a Butker, a, a Tucker, a Gaskowski when you know he was you know in his in his in his prime. And kickers like that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm not quite sure when it's going to happen, but I do believe it is going to happen. That one coach is going to say, "I don't care. I am going to go for two every single time we score a touchdown and see how it plays out. See how it works out. I'm so curious about that. I wonder what the analytics people think about that. But I, I think that if I didn't have a rock solid guy that was a lock to make that 33 yard extra point, I would consider doing that. I think that it's something to be looked at. And, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely agree that we've seen kickers start missing some of those extra points and then it starts messing them up uh, with field goals as well. So it's interesting since the NFL put that rule into place, because uh, I did look this up in preparation, 47.7% of the time that a team goes for two points, they make it. So, you know, I think that's yeah, to your point, yeah, maybe teams are going to look at that a little bit more. And uh, that number could shift if more teams are attempting it. But but I thought that was a pretty high uh, incidence of, of return in going for two. So yeah, it would be interesting to see uh, a slightly more unath- un- unorthodox strategy when it comes to going for two-point conversions. I think we saw that a little bit sometimes with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, where as, as good a kicker as, as Boswell had been over the years, they started going for two with a little bit more frequency. Do you remember that? Yes. <clears throat> yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that you know, maybe we do see uh, you know one of those teams, you know, start doing that a little bit more. But you know, I think we we touched upon a lot of interesting points. I think I think the one critical thing that we want to walk away from and stress today is that kicker is an integral part of of the fantasy landscape, and and we believe it should be part of what you do. You want to reward the guys that make field goals, and particularly the guys that make those long field goals. That would be my uh, my, my parting thought. Yeah, I, I I think there's I think there's an art form to it. I think there's um, uh, there there are things to research and look up, and to give yourself the best chance of of doing well, and that includes the uh, that includes the the kicker position. Absolutely, couldn't agree with you more. All right, fantastic. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there. We'll, we'll come back at you with the uh, defense and special teams. Thanks a lot again, Wiz. Uh, enjoy. Absolutely. 